All right, everyone, we are on the prowl with Professor Hot Sauce. I'm your host, Professor Hot Sauce. Guess what, motherfuckers? I'm flying solo tonight. Thank you to my sponsor, Churchill Beer. Thanks to you, I'm uh, pretty drunk right now. I just spent some time with some friends, having a few drinks earlier, and uh, I'm comp- continuing the party solo. And I want to say thank you to GW for these stools. They're fucking fantastic. You're always welcome on the podcast. Same as my uh, my buddy who sponsors the uh, Churchill Beer. And uh, we might get in some trouble tonight. This is going to be maybe some unfiltered Professor Hot Sauce. I got no one to keep me in line. And I made a podcast about three months ago. Actually, I don't know. I don't know what day it is. But I said, should I retire? Should I retire from picking up girls and just, you know, finding a random group of table girls and hitting on them and and maybe trying to bring them back to the dick dungeon at Professor Hot Sauce's place? Now, I still don't want to do that. Let me be clear. Unfiltered Professor Hot Sauce never wanted that. I love sex, I'm not going to lie, but I don't want to just pick up random girls and just have meaningless sex. That's not what I'm actually about. Now, a lot of my podcast stories, sometimes I play up a little bit of it, you know, and uh, try and make it as entertaining as possible. But turns out my life's kind of been a little fucked up when it comes to women in 2019 my buddy chad in vancouver i'm calling you out buddy he says you should rename yourself to professor mild sauce because i've gone out with you many times i have never seen you pick up so part of me says fuck you bro i can pick up whenever the fuck i want which is not really true but i like to think it is and Now I'm getting into myself into situations where I'm actually picking up girls, but they're not random. They're girls I know, but it's becoming somewhat problematic because I'm getting into situations I shouldn't be getting into. So I'm going to explain this to you. I've got a list of women that I'm worried I'm going to hook up with. Now, most people would say, hot sauce, why the fuck are you worried about hooking up with women? Well, here's the deal. I know all these women. We have a past and I'm going to go through them individually. Initially, I was going to rank them like, you know, as a prospect, it was like a a draft. You know, these are the women, these are the top prospects on Professor Hot Sauce's board. But I'm not going to do that because, you know, I don't want to seem like I'm I'm objectifying women because that's not what I'm about. But what I am going to do is I might change some details. I'm going to talk about these women, who they are and why... I'm concerned that this could potentially be a train wreck for me in the very near future. So without further ado, I've already cracked a Churchill. Just take a drink there. And we're going to get into some of these women. Now, this is in no particular order. So I don't want to think that, you know, if you don't think you're, if you're last, you're not necessarily the number one prospect. All right. So some of the women... They listen to this podcast. They might be surprised to find that they're on this list. But here we go. So I got 10 women. I got 10 scenarios, 10 stories about 
why I'm concerned something might happen. So the first one, this girl, I always had a thing for. From the first time I met her, which was probably about two or three years ago, I was like, man, this girl's everything I'm about. She, all, you know how you have a preference? You know, you might, you might like the, the blondes, the brunettes, the redheads, or whatever the fuck it is you like. Maybe the blue eyes, the brown eyes, the green eyes. Certain type of height, certain type of body type. Well, this girl's a very average looking girl, probably to most people. But to me, she gets a couple extra points simply because she checks those boxes where it's like, fuck yeah, that's my type of girl. You know, there's certain things I feel like we can all relate to. Maybe it's a personality trait or a physical trait. And for me, it's like blondes. Blondes just kill it kill it for me. There's like, I got 10 women I'm going to talk about. Probably like 11 of them are blondes. So that's a really key thing for, for me. And she checks that box. Now, the fucked up thing is she once dated a friend of mine. Now, this was a long ass time ago. Before I even met her, they broke up. But at the same time, I don't want to be that dude that's hooking up with girls that my buddies used to fuck. You know what I mean? And I shouldn't say it like that. I shouldn't say girls that my buddies used to fuck. Girls that had a meaningful part of their life. Because the thing is, I'm not really looking for something long-term right now. So the key thing is, and I've had this discussion with a few buddies. And they'd say, you know what? I really like this girl. I like her a lot. You know, I love her personality. She does things for me that just kind of, you know, turn me on a little bit. And some of my friends will say, listen, hot sauce, I like you, but I also know you. If you just want to fuck this girl, please don't do that because she means something to me. So if you just want to treat her as another notch in your belt, I would not be happy that you hook up with her. So that's the boat that this girl is in. Now, this girl has sent me quite a few pictures of herself in very sexually suggestive positions. So we started talking and I say, listen, you are a master tease. And I just got to say, let's cut the bullshit and say what we really want to say. Like, I want to hook up with you, but here's the deal. I've got a friend who you used to date. Now, he's not cool with this, so I just got to lay this down now. And she says, well, that's too bad. Here's what you're going to be missing. And she sends me a photo of herself completely naked. And I'm like, fuck this. So I go back to my buddy. I say, hey, listen, man, take a look at this photo. <laughs> look at this photo. I know you've been down this road, but here's my deal. And he says, listen. If you want to fuck her, you go fuck her. But she's not going to fuck you. Because I've been down that road. She's a tease. And she just will not do it. So you can try. And you can invest all the energy that you want to invest in her. But she's not going to do it. And like she's the perfect girl to do it with. But I feel like she gets off on that. She gets off on turning guys on and then not having sex with them. She is the definition. If you looked up cock tease in the, in the dictionary, it would be a picture of her 
guaranteed would be a picture of her. Now, I later find out that a few of my other friends, and they are in totally different circles, probably about three different friends of mine have also gone down this path. And that's that's what she gets off on. She gets off on cock teasing guys, giving them blue balls, and then never doing anything with them. So, you know, I made out with her a little bit, grabbed her ass. I probably sent her a nude photo in return for the one she sent me. Uh, but that's kind of where it ended up. Now, I've kind of ceased all contact with her. And... So I'm not so much concerned about her and I hooking up. There was a uh, one in the past, but that's that's one girl on the list in terms of dangerous, super dangerous. Because the thing is, she's talking about me with like this. She's probably talking about ten other guys sending them nude photos, all this kind of shit. And here's why I say that. Now, for those of you that do Snapchat. Like if you send a lot of snaps and you have a streak of like 45 days like I had with this girl. Sometimes there's a little heart that appears by your icon. I sent her like four or five Snapchats a day. We even had Snapchat conversations. We weren't best friends on Snapchat. So that tells me she is sending more Snapchats to somebody else than me. And my guess, if I were a bet man, which I am, I would pretty much bet the house that it's another guy. That she's also doing this with. So I'm not really concerned about her and I hooking up. Probably three or four months ago. Maybe a little bit. But she's out of the picture. I'm sure she's hooking up with other, or teasing other guys. And I'm just not going to put that effort in. So that's number one. Number two. This girl and I have hooked up. Now this was. This initially started as a random encounter. So we went to this event and we decided to go to one of our regular hotspots afterwards. And I f see a guy I know, guy I play sports with. And he's like, hot sauce, come sit down, have a beer with us. So we sit down and there are five fucking bombshells sitting with him. And I say to him, what the fuck, man? How are you sitting with these pretty ladies? And so we were sitting there chatting and truth be told, I'm totally hitting on, again, the blonde haired girl, probably six feet tall, blue eyes, kind of like the Ikea type Swedish supermodel. If you can envision that, that's my type. Like if there's a girl that I have a type for, it's blonde hair, blue eyes, six feet tall, about a hundred and I don't know if you're six feet, maybe 135 pounds. I don't know. Anyway, so I'm ch chatting up this girl. I feel like she's pretty, pretty interested, but it becomes obvious that there's another girl at the table that's very interested in me. So then we start chatting and we're just sitting there. And of course, you know, hands start rubbing laps and smalls of backs and around the waist. And then, you know, as the night progresses, hands start to wander and her hands start wandering on my lap or leg and mine starts wandering on her back and progressively a little bit to the ass and then we decide okay let's have an after party so about 10 of us decide to go to this house 
know, we go to this house, we play this drinking game. Now, for the v- for the listeners out there, I am 34 years old, turning 35 today. I am doing this podcast on my birthday because I love you. And nothing nothing seems better than having a beer all by myself on my birthday and doing a podcast. But they suggest we play sociables. So as we're playing sociables, there's uh I forget what the what the card was, but one of them was like never have I ever and it was a certain amount of sexual partners. And I put I I drank and no one else did. And they were like, "Really?" Now keep in mind, 35 years old. And it was about sexual partners. So the crew that we're partying with are university students. So between the ages of, I don't know, 19 to 24, let's say. And this one girl looks over to me and she says, are you fucking kidding me with that number? And I forget what the number was. I just threw out uh, a hypothetical. And she's like, I've been with 11 guys in my life and like seven of them I want to forget. Now she's in her early 20s and I'm thinking to myself, when I was 21, I was with two women. So I, w- I said to her, I'm like, you're on a pace way higher than I am. So keep that in mind. I have had two significant relationships, I would say, my entire life. The rest of my life has been single. So just because I say a high number, keep that in perspective. You know, if you've been married for 13 years, like a lot of my friends have, or 10 years, five years, whatever the case may be, my number isn't that high. So we start having this discussion. And then she is like super into me. But then she says, I have a boyfriend. And I'm like, well, fuck, like we got to, we got to stop. Can't do this. That's not cool. And she's like, well, I'm going to break up with him. I'm like, like now, should we both call him now? Or maybe send a Snapchat of you sucking my dick and then send that to him. And is that how we're going to break up with him? Then she's like, well, no, that's too mean. That's, that's not cool. I was like, well, obviously I was joking about that, but I mean, it's not cool if you have a boyfriend right now. And then she starts crying. And if you know anything about Professor Hot Sauce, women start crying around me. It's just a thing. So I leave. I go home. About two weeks later, she starts hitting me up. And she's like, hey, come over. Come over. Let's hook up. Let's hook up. And she starts saying how I'm starting to friend zone her. And I was like, well, we're friends. Like, You have a boyfriend. What are we supposed to do? And she's like, well, I want to hook up with you. And you told me that if you friend zone me, we can't hook up. So I don't want to friend zone you yet. And I said, what are you suggesting? And she's like, well, let's hook up. I said, all right, should I come over? She's like, no, I got to study for this final. I was like, well, what the fuck? Don't, don't be a cock tease. Like, if you want to hook up, I'm okay with that. But let's not call it more than what it is. So I go over there. We, uh, we have sex. And it is fucking awful. Now, this is something I'll say. I'm glad... I'm the age I am because, you know, there's science behind this. 23-year-old women, that's when they're the hottest. Apparently, there's different factors for men. It's either 18 for, like, physical attractiveness, but also I've heard 30. But there's all these studies that go behind biological reasons, chemical reasons as to why the opposite sex 
finds different women attractive or why women find men attractive at different ages. So 23 years old, super hot, like so hot. And I'm like, yeah, I get a fuck a 23 year old tonight, but just so bad in bed. She's like, uh, and she even says, she's like, I am lazy in bed. I'm just going to starfish. If you're lucky, I might get on top. And then she says, what do you like sexually? And I start telling her and she's like, no, don't do that. No, don't do that. No, don't do that. No, don't do that. And I'm like, all right, this is why I recorded a podcast about not going out trying to pick up random women. Because if I go to a bar or a nightclub, the type of women that I'm probably looking at being attracted to are in between the ages of 20 and 25. And A, can't carry a conversation with them. Totally different parts of life in general. Not saying there's exceptions to the rule. But secondly, just terrible in bed. I tell you what, you have sex with 40-year-olds, they become a lot hotter in bed when they have zero shame, they've experienced it all, and they'll do shit to make your body shake. So that's something I'm going to say. So cheers to the 40-year-old ladies right now. So that segues next, nicely into the next girl. So she's, a, she's 40 years old. And uh, this is the type of story that I love to tell because her and I have known each other for a very long time. We were at a wedding and all of a sudden we're surrounded by couples. We're having great conversation, totally relate to each other, just a gem of a personality. And then she just straight up says, you want to make out? So we start making out. She starts throwing me around. She throws me over a pool table, throws me into a wall. We're having this crazy makeout session. I grab her ass and she's like, fuck, I do a lot of yoga and I'm proud of my ass. And she's like, I love it when a guy grabs my ass. I'm like, you don't have to tell me twice. So then she says, follow me. We go on into a fucking bathroom stall. In keep in mind, we're at a wedding. There's like a hundred people there, probably 150. We fuck in a bathroom, in a bathroom stall. It's not really happening there. We go into a different location. We start fucking there. This is why the 40 year old women are way better than your 20 year olds. Now, looks wise on average, no, the 23 year old in general, again, there's always exceptions is going to look hotter. But you know what? This girl, great looking 40 year old. And, you know, she, she knows what the fuck she's doing too. That's the thing is if I say, you know what, this really turns me on. She's, she'll do it. So that's another girl. Now, the thing is with her, it's kind of, it's kind of strange because, you know, with the previous girl, we had nothing in common. This other girl, we have everything in common want to be great friends with her but now it's kind of like we're kind of in that gray area you know where our careers where our paths is there something more to this and my concern is maybe somebody gets hurt in this scenario because we've known each other for so long we went like seven years without fucking now we fucked a couple of times and now it's kind of like all right our emotions gonna get involved because Typically they do, 
And I'm just not sure if they will in this scenario or not. Whereas with the 21-year-old, it's like, all right, it is what it is. You just want to fuck me, but you're terrible at it. So we're probably not going to do it. Whereas the first girl, you know, it's more of a concern with her being with a friend of mine. So we're through three. Now, I literally went on Tinder only to get podcast material. Now, the strange thing has happened that I actually meet a girl I like. We have great conversation. One thing I found out about myself is divorced women love me. Now, my, my, my thought on this is that I party like I'm 20 years old. I'm a very irresponsible adult. My friends will tell you this. And, you know, I love to party on Wednesdays. I love to party on Thursdays. I love to party on Saturdays, Fridays, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Sundays. So now you got these divorced women who maybe have a couple of kids, maybe they're 10 to 20, and they're at their stage in their life where they're actually, when they were 20 years old and they had these kids, they had to be responsible. Priority number one had to be their children. So being the responsible parents that they were, they raised their children. Now, being 35 to 40, they have kids that are at the end of their high school life, maybe going into university, and they want to revisit that experience that they never got. You know, their friends that kind of slutted it up when they were in their 20s. They never had that because they were married and they had kids. They were committed to their their husbands and they didn't fuck around. So now they want to revisit that. They get that second chance of life and they want to go to that party start style. So enter Professor Hot Sauce. I never left that stage. So divorced women love me because I'm the guy dancing on tables. I'm the guy wearing a Speedo and nothing else at public events. That's the type of guy I am. I try to be the life of the party. Sometimes I am. Sometimes it rubs people the wrong way. But when it rubs people the right way, these divorced women, they gravitate towards me. So I was on Tinder. And all of a sudden, I start getting these messages. I wore a very crazy outfit to a sporting event one time. And she immediately fell for me. And she said, let's, let's go out. My friends all approve of you. They think you're hilarious. We should hang out. So we went on a date. And we had, we had lunch. We had a great conversation. Again, same type of age. And she honestly just wanted to fuck that's really what she wanted to do first her philosophy was there's got to be an attraction and there's got to be some sexual chemistry and that's my philosophy too you know i don't want to wait six months after dating a girl to have sex with them you know i understand like we don't have to have sex on the first date that's fine but at some point that's a key part to the relationship and if it's not good to me that's problematic so you know, we kind of got that out of the way right away and it was pretty good. But then the problem arises where somebody wants more. And I live a very independent lifestyle, especially in, in, uh, in summertime where I'm gone like six nights of the week from my house. And I don't, I don't really compromise on that. You know, and that's probably a flaw of mine. I really compromise my social life. So I kind of say, you know what? I'm not busy these days. Now, the problem is she accepts that. 
because she has the same issue. Now, what the problem is, is we never get to see each other because the nights that she's busy, I'm not. But the nights that I'm busy, she's not. So there's this overlap where we never get to see each other. So we had great sexual chemistry, but it came to a point where it's like, well, what's the point? Like, honestly, even if we got together, we, we maybe, you know, we, we get together when your kids get to go to bed. So I come over, maybe we watch a terrible Netflix film. We make out, maybe do a little bit more and then that's it. And you know what? I'm not as much as I love to, to have a sex podcast and love picking up women and love having sex. That's actually not really what it's all about for me. So for me, there needs to be some kind of connection and there has to be more to, to the story. I don't really like to have meaningful, meaningless sex. I want it to be meaningful in some way. Whereas this is kind of like, ah, what's the point? What's the point of even doing this? You know, we get together once every two weeks. That's not enough for me. First of all, that's not enough. Second of all, there's nothing else to this relationship. There is zero going on. So with her, it's just like straight up sex. And a lot of friends are like, she is exactly what you're looking for. And part of me wants to say, yeah, but it's not enough. And that's kind of weird for me to admit that because it's not enough in the emotional standpoint, but it's definitely not enough in the physical standpoint. I mean, if it's like, listen, I had a girlfriend every time we saw each other, we had sex. That's the type of relationship I need to have. If there's no passion, it's not worth it for me. So eventually just stop talking with her. So she's not even really in the, in the picture anymore. Then I have the opposite problem with another female. Now this girl, fucking beauty. Like one of the hottest girls I know. One of the best personalities I know. The problem is I was really into her way back when we first met. But she was not into me. But now I feel like it's starting to, to get to that point where she is into me. But I don't really like being, and this is maybe a character flaw of me, but I don't like being a second choice. I'm kind of narcissistic in that sentiment. Like if, if women don't like me right off the bat, I'm like, well, you're fucking lost. You know, I, and, and it's, it's maybe jealousy. I don't know what it is, but I feel like that erodes a little bit of trust for me. And maybe it's just the fact they don't know me well enough yet. Because now this girl hangs out with me all the time. But I'm concerned what we've done is we friend zoned each other. Because I straight up said to her one night, I say, I feel like you're super attractive. You have a great personality. I might want something with you. But then she said, you know what? I like you too but I don't want to ruin this. And that was the ultimate friend zone comment that I got. And I was like, well, fuck, like, I like this girl. And maybe I even want more than just a, a hookup with her, but we still hang out. We still keep in touch. So that one's an interesting one. That one I feel like might blow up in my face at some point. I really hope it doesn't. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that one. I don't know. That could that could be a disaster waiting to happen. All right, now we're on to number six. So this girl, again, knowing her forever. And it's just, it's so weird how 
you just kind of know people through association of other people. And with her, that was kind of the case. I would always see her and it would always be under certain conditions. So the thing with this that's interesting is her and I had a conversation where it's like, you know, this isn't even my personality. You're only seeing me in this environment. So you can, you can, you can associate this a lot of ways. So let's say you have a friend and your friend always comes over. Maybe you're, maybe you have game nights or something like that. You bring a friend over for game nights and that's where you see them. Or maybe you're part of a sports team and you play sports with them. So you only see them in that environment. Or maybe you have um, like a, a work event and maybe you see them in the same conferences or trade shows or something like that. So you know people that way. And it's interesting to me because I feel like you're only seeing a certain type of person of them. And I actually had this conversation with this person because I said, listen, like you actually don't even know the true professor hot sauce. You see a certain perception and I, cause I asked her, I said, what do you, what do you think of me? And, and she gave me this response and I said, that's not me at all. But we ended up really drunk one night at a bar. We ran into each other. We started talking and, you know, I like to tell people how I feel. And I said to her, I said something like, well, man, you look amazing tonight, blah, blah, blah. I was really drunk. I had my vehicle at this place and I said, you know, would you be able to give me a ride home? And she said, sure. And then at some point we started making out and we went back to, we went back to her place and had some of the most amazing sex I've ever had in my life. Now, I don't know how old she is, but she's older than I am. So again, this is another point in the 35 plus crowd where she may have given me the best blowjob top three for sure. Maybe not best. Maybe I've just had really bad ones over the past few months, which is probably likely. So it kind of augmented hers. But I mean, it just, it was just amazing. Like the sexual chemistry that we had. And uh, it was, again, like if I look through my list and if I were to rank people looks wise, you know, she wouldn't be out of the 10 people we're talking about. She would not be number one. I'm just going to say that. But when we go in the bedroom together, she probably is number one. Like in, in terms of, of all these people that I'm talking about right now, the ones I want to have sex with, if I could pick any one of these 10, it would probably be her. It would probably be her just because of how good it is. So I'm going to say that that's a very important part. You know, when I was 18, 20, whatever, all I cared about was who was the hottest girl, who had the best body, who had the nicest ass, nicest tits, whatever, best smile, best hair, whatever. That's all I cared about. Now I realize it's much more than that. You know, it's, it's still probably a little superficial in the fact that who's the best in the bedroom, but you know, it, it makes a difference. All right. So we're six through number seven again. Now, when we talk about blondes, blue eyes, six feet tall, only two of the seven that we were talking about so far have not fit that criteria. So I got, I definitely got a type. I'm, I'm realizing this. I definitely have a type. And that type is blonde hair, about six feet tall, fairly slender. If you got blue eyes, you got extra points. So this girl, again, very similar to, to number one. 
in that her and I have a past. And the fucked up thing, well, this one, this one's actually quite different. So this girl used to be married to a, to a friend of mine. And I knew my friend first. And then through the course of, you know, 15 years of marriage, I got to know this girl. So this became a weird thing, of course, because all of a sudden now we're talking a little bit more. And she's like, hey, you should come over. And I was like, what's going on? So just come over for a few drinks. Now, I don't know about you. But when a girl asks you to come over for a few drinks at 2 a.m., it's usually not just to have drinks, is what I've learned. So she comes over. I was, or I go over to her place, I should say. And I'm so drunk. This is one of the drunkest times of my life. And I just, just before I even enter her place, I just puke everywhere. I go into her place and I pass out on her couch. And so nothing happens. But then we end up hanging out again. And we get to a point where we're grinding on the dance floor. And she's getting very handsy. Like her hand is everywhere. And I say, whoa, we cannot do this. And she's like, what? Why not? And I say, I'm... I'm good. I'm friends with your husband. She's like ex-husband. It doesn't matter. This feels weird. I don't think it would be okay if he saw this. I don't want to ruin my friendship with them. So she got actually really upset with me. And she's like, all right, whatever. So her and I, we still keep in touch. And, you know, with her, I feel like if we ever go out again, and it's been a long time since we have. It's been a few years. But if we ever go out again, that could be a very awkward scenario. And I don't know if I 100% trust myself in that particular scenario because I find her, A, very attractive. And, well, that's about it, actually. So that's number seven. Now, number eight. Same scenario, essentially, is number seven. This is something I got to fucking stop. So if you remember, there's a podcast that I made. It's called How I Fucked Your Wife. So again, this girl married. Now, she, not as good a friend as uh, as a previous one, but I, it, this is more a scenario I don't trust her. So I don't have the same level of attractiveness to her as I do to... Uh, the previous girl I'm, I'm talking about, but she will send me so many text messages, so many Snapchats, so many messenger messages. It's like every other day, hey, we should do lunch. Hey, you should come over and hang out in my hot tub. Hey, we should uh, we should go do this. Hey, it's Friday night, 3 a.m. What are you doing? It's like, whoa, sell the fuck down. I cannot engage in this. And now she has actually made a move on me and you know people might argue eh, it's just a friendly thing you know you you give someone a hug and she starts grabbing your ass and you know she tries to kiss me whatever to me that's that's inappropriate and even though she's now divorced been divorced for a while now 
I still don't like that scenario because I feel like I betray a friend, especially in this scenario where the friend has said, I will fucking kill you if you ever fuck my wife. So just truth be told in this particular scenario, I'm way more cautious about it. And to the point where I won't even hang out with her. The only time I'll hang out with her is if it's in a, in a group scenario, but I will never be left alone with this girl. Cause I feel like she would probably try and take advantage of me in a certain situation. So now this is a, a problem and it's interesting because there's certain types of guys that will say, I'd rather have a friend be with my ex because I know that they'll treat them better. Whereas you'll have other guys who will say, hey man, bros before hoes, that's violating bro code. So to me, it's interesting. There's a two school of thoughts and I've had both of them. I've had one friend will say, yeah, you should fuck her. She's great in bed. She's a great person. You guys will be great together. I've had that, but I've also had you fucking touch her. I'll fucking kill you. So it's interesting how there's two different types of personalities on that scenario. And uh, I don't know how I feel. Like to me, the way the previous, the way the guy previously treated her kind of determines how I, I react. You know, if I have a friend or an acquaintance who's been an asshole to this girl, I'm more inclined to hook up with them. If it's one of my best friends or if it's a good guy or if I know that they, you know, they were uh, faithful or whatever you want to say, then I won't even fucking touch them. But it's uh, it's interesting to see the two school of thoughts on that. So that's number eight. Now, number nine, this is the craziest girl I've ever met in my fucking life. So her and I, we hooked up a long time ago. And uh, I was kind of concerned for my safety, honestly, because when... When we hooked up, it was quite obvious that she wanted to hook up with me. Now, the reason I say this is something like 55% of communication is nonverbal. So body language is key here. Now, we were at an event, and some people suggested that we relocate. Now, I was having fun at said event. And I was like, why would we leave here when we're having a good time to go to somewhere where we're unsure about and immediately I look over at this girl and she is shooting laser beams through my soul. Like, if you don't come here, I'm going to kill you. And I was like, all right, maybe we should relocate. So we relocate. Now, apparently, I've been told this, this story secondhand. When we get to this uh, this other location, I sit down with this uh, this girl and we start having a conversation. I think it was a friend of somebody having this conversation and my buddy, he comes over and he says, Hey, listen, she's not happy. You're talking with this girl. I'm like, what, what the fuck does that mean? I don't know who she is, what she's about. And again, I look at her and she's given this look, she's fixated on us. And I'm like, all right, whatever. So we end up leaving and it ends up just being her and I in the vehicle. Now she's in the driver's seat and I'm in the back of this SUV. And I reach out and I grab her hair and she has probably the best hair I've ever felt in my life. And I say, wow, you have the most luscious hair I've ever felt in my life. And I twist her around. 
And we start making out. And it's a great makeout session. We end up going to this house party. I know nobody. She knows a few people. Eventually, I'm like, I got to go. And she joins with me. And she's like, where are we going? I was like, well, where do you live? And she mentions her house. And we start going there. And she's like, wait a second. We can't go to my place. I still live with my ex-husband. And I'm like, what? This is news to me. I'm like, how long have this been your ex-husband for? She's like, nine months. So we end up coming to my place. We start making out. Clothes come off. All of a sudden, she's like, nope, not that type of girl. We got to stop. And she just fucks off. I was like, well, that was weird. But now she's constantly talking about me, constantly wanting to get back in touch with me. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? I don't understand. She doesn't want to be that type of girl, which is fair. If you don't want to hook up first night, fine. You can live by your own rules. But, you know, just be honest with with your feelings to to yourself, which I don't think she was but because she still wanted to hang out with me. So we're now talking again. This has been, um, you know, a long time coming. And I'm concerned that uh, this type of scenario might happen again. Which brings me to the final girl on this list of 10. And this has gone way longer than I thought it would. But there's several of these. And so this is actually kind of a fictional character. Because there are several married women who are still married that I've got a problem with. Now, one of them in particular will constantly message me being like, hey, let's go for drinks. Hey, you should come over. Hey, my husband's out of town. Why don't you come over? And I'm just like, no, bad idea. Now, the problem with this girl, and this one's actually a specific girl that I'm talking about right now, is I have my most embarrassing sexual experience with anybody ever. Now, if you've ever heard the term two pump chump, that was me one night where I didn't think this was possible to happen, but apparently it is. Where her and I were making out, we went to her bed, she put her hand on my dick, and I just fucking blew everywhere. And I was so embarrassed, and then she got married to some guy afterwards. And it's weird, because she keeps trying to hook me up with with her friends, and this is something that there's probably about six or seven married women that I know right now who I feel... And maybe I'm wrong on this, but I don't think I am. Who I feel like either have feelings for me or I have feelings for them. And it's just a, a dangerous situation. Now, of course, with a lot of these women, I know the guy and they're great dudes in every single scenario. I wouldn't say there's a guy I don't like. But the problem is, of course, they're married. Now, I don't want to be, I don't want to be that guy. But the problem is, is when they are looking to me. And part of me feels it's like, well, they're looking for attention and they're not getting it at home. Now, a good friend of mine who's been on this podcast, he says, you know what, hot sauce? You're just a fluffer. That's all you are. You're the guy that turns the girl on and they go back to their husbands and they fuck the shit out of their husbands. Now, honestly, that's what I hope it is. And uh, in, in a couple of these scenarios, that's probably true. And, uh, you know, they're probably not actually into me. They just like to flirt. But in a few of them, I don't feel like they are. The last thing I want to do is ruin a potential relationship. So this has been the solo episode. 
with Professor Hot Sauce. Tell me what you think. If this was a boring waste of time, you let me know. Otherwise, big shout out to Churchill Beer. Thanks for getting me here. GW, love you, bro. Thanks for the chairs. Peace out.